Zenkai Boost is a 100% fan-created project. None of us are associated with Toei, Madman, Funimation, Manga Entertainment, or Fuji TV. We're just four nerds who really like Dragon Ball Z Kai, and we hope you will too, so long as you support the official release. Oh, and this show? Definitely not safe for work, so make sure your headphones aren't turned up so loud everyone will know your secret shame. Oh, 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 guys, 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 guys. Please? Piccolo won this fight single-handed. Oh, barf. Oh, God. Is this who we are now? Is this what we've become? Is this the fate of our podcast? Hello everyone and welcome to Zenkai Boost, the show where we watch and review Dragon Ball Z Kai. My name is Max Newland and my favorite Goku is Blue Tracksuit Goku from the beginning of Battle of Gods. My name is Blaine Corliss and my favorite Goku is Luffy. <laughs> I'm Kevin Hilrick and my favorite Goku is Super Saiyan 3. And I'm Max Kostrak. And my favorite Goku is any time Goku takes off his way to training clothing. At that moment, that is my favorite Goku. <laughs> that is peak Goku. That's where we recognize the most Goku. Absolutely. This is the show, if you didn't know, uh, where we watch and review every episode of Dragon Ball Z Kai, which is a really, really good show. Uh, and I don't know if you guys know, but it's very hard to say the word Kai in a way that is easy to edit around. Really? Oh, this is really? a fun behind-the-scenes fact. So we're parting the kimono a little bit here on Zenkai Boost, but the main reason is because we're just so so plum excited to get into the meat of this one, because uh, the boys the boys at Funimation ripped us off a chunky one. Oh, this is yeah. a good episode. This is a juicy chunky episode. Which episode is it? This is episode three: a life or death battle. Goku and Piccolo's desperate attack. It is very desperate. This episode is a dense one. We're starting to get into some some big cuts from the original series, uh, starting to, to get a, a much larger gap between the two. In fact, this episode originally took up two and a half episodes in Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> That's not hard to believe because this one, like this one seems more way like noticeably more dense than the ones that came before. Absolutely. Especially when you look at any combat in any episode of Dragon Ball Z. And I think this is what I really love about Kai so far is what they have done to this combat sequence in, in condensing it into one episode. They've changed it completely, in my opinion. Oh, hell yes. It's not, it's not, it has so much better pace. It has much more, like, urgent action. Exactly. This fight in the original Dragon Ball Z was a slog, because you look, yeah, this episode begins where episode, no, um... Shit, I'm gonna have to cut around that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> because you said that, I'm not gonna. At all. Yeah, this is candid. forever in there. Oh, this this episode ends in the exact same place that uh, episode five of Dragon Ball Z uh, ends. Max, your point about how how condensing it into one episode has changed the way the fights feel is really cool. Because I had a note about the same thing about how um, you know you can see the choreography so much better because I mean, Dragon Ball Z is a show that was reviled for a long time for like recycling animation and doing like two frame fighting animations. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Yeah. There's like a frame of a right left punch and you just repeat that over and over again. And that's so much less noticeable in this because they don't really do it 
Yeah, and, and the thing I noticed was that there were a lot of shots where, like, for nine or ten discrete, very fast shots, it was just punching and just kicking, or, like, and just moving and just running. But because there was so much, like, sort of strategy and actual, you know, nuance in this episode, I didn't notice that so much, and that was cool still. It didn't get old. Mm-hmm. So that's a pretty good review there, overview. It's an overture for the beautiful symphony we're about to sing for you. Do you guys want to start right here at the top uh, with this uh, this awesome intro song? Oh, it's oh, great. I, I have to publish real quick a, a correction. I learned that this song is not sung by uh, Vic Mignogna, who is reportedly a piece of shit, uh, but rather by Sean Schemmel, who is a, a sweet, sweet man and does Goku's voice in the show. Whoa. Oh, whoa. He is, he is a sweet, sweet man. I have seen him shed real tears out of his eyes because he loves his fans. So Goku really sings the song? Yes, Goku sings this fucking song. This might help me get over the, the main issue that I have. And guys, I, am, I have genuine concern about this. I am legitimately having trouble getting the lyrics of this song from my ears to my brain. And I'm not <laughs> exaggerating. I have actively tried to listen to the song and there's some sort of neural block that is stopping me from from understanding what is I being said. I know we made the joke about Blaine stroking out, but I, I'm starting to, you know, I mean, to, to understand frankly, that a little bit. Uh, that's uh, that's a decent place to be because where I'm at is we're when we're watching these episodes, this, we have subtitles on, but the subtitles are for the Japanese version. So what I'm I'm I am hearing and trying to take in the English lyrics while reading the Japanese lyrics and trying to compare the two because they're not even, they're, they're barely uh, even similar. And the mental anguish it causes me just through that first minute and a half is, is honestly, a, a, <laughs> that sounds like a power level. I do not want to reach a Sisyphean night. Really given those language centers a work out there, bud. Gentlemen, I, I don't mean to overlook at this, but I think that this intro song might be about taking your own life. <laughs> Because if you want to find what? paradise, if you want to find paradise, all we have to do is go, go, free your soul. Oh my god. <laughs> Holy shit. I think it, you might just be projecting the way the song makes you feel onto the song itself. <laughs> That's legit. Blaine already started down this path, but I just want to read you guys something real quick. <clears throat> Mysteries abound, made of a deep energy. Energy. <laughs> Did this just become slam poetry? Yeah. <laughs> Foes all around, but I will go fearless and free. Yeah, Max, we're taking this podcast in a little bit of a different Much direction. Much more artsy than I first thought for an anime podcast. Like, you know, right upon the wind, all we have to do is go. Don't stop. You know what's even worse about it, though? The fucking audio mixing on the, fu on the lyrics is just atrocious. <laughs> it's just so, so bad. Like, it sounds like they recorded it in my living room where I record this podcast. Yeah, that is part of the difficulty with it, too, is not only is my brain trying to stop me from hearing it, but it is also difficult to hear. <laughs> <laughs> Shoo, all right, so so we made it through that part. Yes. Um, the first thing we see in this episode is, is Goku and Piccolo staring Raditz down, um, and r before they get into the fight, uh, Raditz points out that he has Gohan held captive in his space pod, which I thought is a pretty ballsy thing to just come out and say. Oh, he's not taking those two seriously at all. I mean, no. yeah, he has no concerns about them getting Gohan from him. Like, that's not even a, that's, that doesn't even register as a thing to be worried about. So he, he didn't consider this as remote possibility. 
But then immediately afterwards, Goku's like, oh, well, I'm just going to fly up and look. Oh, yeah. So and like we were talking about last episode, Goku can fly. He can, in fact, fly. And Piccolo's not just dunking on him constantly. <laughs> also, I think we passed by one moment I did want to stop on, which was uh, Goku tells Piccolo, like, he's scared. Like, to be honest, I'm really scared right now. Mm. And that I thought that was a, a pretty good moment for what they're going for in this little arc, which is the stakes have been raised. It kind of, I, I don't want to say it humanizes him, it, it deanimizes him a little bit, <laughs> but it, it's, it's a very nice take from, like, when if you're either, for those who've watched this before or seen other versions, I've always taken Goku as very much like, like the idea, like, scared, terrified, those words, they, they don't exist in his vocabulary to me. And it's pretty interesting in that moment also, Piccolo's the one talking about how um, he feels really excited to fight he's he's his blood is pumping which is usually goku's angle so cool reversal that is yeah got something cool and strong to fight all right so after that uh they kind of get into it with a quick little assault on raditz and the animation here's pretty good i thought yeah i really mm-hmm. like the moment when they were running up to one another and just kept kept cutting between them and their feet and like just very rapid shots it set it up pretty well they made a great synchronized dancing they d- <laughs> and then Raditz totally dunks on him in in the so most good. like in, uh, bullshit in way. We uh, we do uh, see very very shortly in that little exchange uh, the very first beam attack of the hell series. yes and what a beam attack it was a significant one too. It took uh, Piccolo's arm off. In fact, pretty. Rough. This is by the way uh, according to uh, the the recent Dragon Ball Z video games. Uh, the 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 MMOs. This would probably be Double Sunday. This move. Most oh, oh, right, because they're given names. And then it's yes. two. It's two beams. One from each hand. I do think it would be weird if he yelled Double Sunday when he shot both. Does he mean ice cream? <laughs> really throw you Is off? Like a when you're getting really drawn of, in of of murder. And then uh, and then he and Piccolo start getting into why do you speak English? <laughs> <laughs> My favorite part of the episode. <laughs> My favorite part of the episode where Goku, Piccolo, and Raditz sit down for a little while and really hash out how it is that they're able to understand each other. Mm-hmm. A meaningful moment. It's a meaningful moment. But okay, we not only had the first beam attack, but moving on, we also had the first... <gasps> Who wants to say it? My boy, Sean. Oh my god, he... Pulls a fucking juicy one out. <laughs> Gross. Oh, I shouldn't have I'm sorry, dude. Oh, no. But look, it's I'm serious. Sean Schemmel, best in the biz, does a real, real, real good job at the inaugural Kamehameha. I agree. I wish I could put a clip of it in the show. because It's a pretty uh, significant one. Uh, we see a couple things in this moment that I can't really recall seeing before and that I don't really know if we ever see again. First, Raditz, in response to the Kamehameha, runs in the other direction. Being stupid's a family trait. I know it. <laughs> yeah. Is Raditz dumb? Then, in response to Raditz running away, Goku curves the Kamehameha. He, he drags it into another direction. Something that we almost never see uh, him do ever again. I am sad about because I thought it was cool as hell. It's a really so useful. It really adds an incredible level of utility to that attack because uh, most of the time we see it, it's just kind of a straight 
beam that's I, I do realistically... feel like if the ability to bend beams was more widely advertised, a lot of the fights in the series would go a lot differently. And I think that's something I'm going to bring <laughs> up again in the future. <laughs> to be fair, it definitely did look like he had to apply some significant effort to make it do that. Oh, he grabbed that thing. He wrangled he, it. He literally grabs he it. And like, and like, it's just a cool moment. And like, like you said, Kevin, and I think it's, what's interesting about it is that this is the first Kamehameha of the show. So if you've never seen this, then you might think that this is just a thing that he can do like as part of his regular arsenal. As part of the the stuff that he does. Maybe he just forgot <laughs> like, to ever do that again. Another really uh, cool thing that happens in the process of this, this same moment. As Raditz is running from Goku, he he becomes aware of Piccolo uh, charging oh, yeah. his attack. Uh, and he realizes in this instant, as he notices uh, the readings from his scouter uh, increasing rapidly that the earthlings uh, that he is is fighting have the ability to alter their uh, battle power at will. And I was curious about this. Is this something that they've never seen before? Is this something truly unique to humans? Because yeah. Goku is a Saiyan, not now, a Now, there's something... This kind of comes up sideways, uh, I recall, later on in the show, where um, Vegeta describes it as though it is a rare, though not necessarily completely unique... Ability. Ah, okay. He mentions. I feel like I I could be talking completely out of my ass right we'll now. We'll find out. But I f we will absolutely find out. But I feel like there's a part in the show where where Vegeta describes another race that could do something similar, but they weren't really a big deal ultimately. Hmm. The uh, first energy blast that Piccolo uses is at a power level thirteen thirty. Yeah, thirteen thirty. Mm -hmm. Raditz is twelve hundred for reference. Yeah. Is uh. Macarena attack. The uh the 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 mac and cheese sandwich. Oh, the Macanacasapapo. Um, the Mark Marin. <laughs> WTF with Piccolo. <laughs> no, I think we're gonna have to defer to um our one expert in this field. Kevin, do you know how this this move is pronounced? It's the Macanacasapo. Nice. The Big Mac snack attack. Quite a mouthful. Uh, directly translated, uh, means. Demonic piercing light murder gun. You have to fight <laughs> That's incredible. every single Holy move shit. you run into. So that is little. incredible. Still, still have been better than special beam cannon. <laughs> I don't know. Thank God that that's behind us. Now, what's funny about this is that obviously the reason they called it special beam cannon, that, that wily, funky ocean group, uh, was because they didn't think American kids would you know, be able to come to grips with Makan Kasapo. Barely have uh, to and, pronounce it. Yeah, and that's an extremely weird collection of syllables. I bet, do you guys, I bet special beam cannon is the result of, like, three editors locked in a room until, like, two in the morning. <laughs> fucking ah, fuck it, special beam cannon. Fuck it, we're doing it, we're doing special beam cannon, guys. There's nothing else. Fuck it, we're doing it live. We've tried everything. I know it's stupid. Yes. Kids won't notice. It shows for 12-year-olds. So, I know that Raditz dodges it, but to me, when I think back of it, I really like the idea that Piccolo just missed by like an inch. Yeah. It looks like when you, look, when you watch it in the dust, because it only looks like Raditz like, kind of just like bent to the side a little bit mm -hmm. after he blows up that mountain. Yeah, by the way, that's our first major ecological disaster. Yay, celebrate! <laughs> How many animals died in that attack? I mean, honestly, oh. yeah, like he destroyed a mountain. 
the earth has been affected. I the mean, bears. Realis- realistically, uh, my, if get- anyone was hiking on that mountain, they either they either <laughs> died, in, died in the blast or were buried in the ensuing avalanche. So, so there's that hundred people out of the way. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> <you're good. laughs> Quest complete. <laughs> Check that out. <laughs> Go collect oh, your twelve silver. And uh, so this is a pretty cool moment in the series, in the episode, because it's oh fuck, you know, like the thing, the one thing that we can use, we just fucked it up. Yeah, they missed. <laughs> we did a bad job. He does, and, and so he does Raditz, acknowledge that it that it injures him. Yes, just not significantly. Oh yeah, it, it messes up his shoulder pads. But he's arrogant as. Fuck. And Raditz breaks us off. Uh, the guy who does Raditz's voice acting uh, does treats us to a real, real good one. Uh, when he's about to, he he starts charging an attack of his own, and he tells Piccolo, "I'll see you in hell." But the way he said, he like shrieks it in this insane heavy metal scream. It's yeah, awesome. Yeah, I think I liked Raditz's VA a lot better yes. once he was yelling. Yes, same. When he's unchained from being a living info dump, he does have some pretty some pretty decent material to work with, and he does a good job with it. One of the best lines in this show so far is came a little earlier, right after he blew Piccolo's arm off, and Piccolo's like, I can still fight with one arm. And Raditz goes, who are you kidding? You're half dead already. <laughs> Which is good. That's why Evo Piccolo loves to fight. He proceeds to not actually fight for the remainder and just sit there and charge attacks. <laughs> Uh, what happens after this? Is this where we get... This um, is where the tail gets grabbed. Yeah. Oh, shit, In that yes. moment, just as uh, Raditz is about to kill Piccolo, uh, Goku comes from behind with the backwards tail grab. And this is their plan, in action. This is what they originally planned to do. Yep, and he just he just grabs that tail, and he's got it in his hand, and he looks messed up while he's holding it, too. Like, he's beat up, he's and he's just like, it. I got it. In that moment, it seems that everything's gonna be alright, and it, it, you know, it works. Uh, Raditz is immediately... Well, one sec, Raditz one is sec, completely one sec, annihilated, one, one sec, the Kevin, scouter Kevin, blows up. I have a question for you real quick. Okay. Um, is, is Goku dumb? Uh, you know, Max, I gotta say, I think that Goku is probably pretty dumb. Yeah, why don't you explain what happens next? Yeah, guys, that's the thing about it, is that Goku's dumb. Remember the hit injury. So, I mean, it's it, it works instantly. He's in, he's in some pain, <laughs> he's on the ground, he, uh... He's desperate. He begs Goku for his life. Not well, I have yeah. to add. Like, I, I, like, Very like ungracefully. Guys, like, guys... Saying pride out the window. He does not, for an instant in this, uh, like, seem sincere at all. And he hams like, it up. Which is why it's so surprising that it works. Goku just lets him... Oh, while, while begging Goku, he's like, Sure, you won't... You'd never kill your own brother, right? <laughs> but I'd, I just wanted you to kill 100 people and pile up their corpses on this beach for me. Uh, but you would never kill your own brother. There's a line. There's a line there, and we we can't cross that line. That's fratricide. And isn't Raditz apparently almost trying to kill Goku anyway? Well, he started the whole fucking shit. He started all this shit, and Goku even brings that up. He's like, I don't consider, first of all, I don't consider you a brother. Second of all, you started this beef. And he's right. You can't beg me for mercy after you've started shit on this level? But... But <laughs> and then when when just when Goku releases the tail, Chris Sabat's delivery. Yes, Piccolo goes Goku. Oh, it's so defeatist. It's like oh, <laughs> delivery Goku. is so you dumb. And fuck. in that instant, Idiot. everything is ruined. Oh yeah, instantly. Like Raditz immediately turns it around, fucks Goku up, has him on the ground, like is breaking his ribs with his foot. It's brutal. It's pretty bad. I feel like when that happened, like Piccolo should just stop charging the attack and be like, well. 
fuck it, I'm out, I'm out, and just turns and just leaves. Yeah, I would run, <laughs> See ya. yeah. Well, we tried it, guys. See ya, bye. Uh, but what happens next is pretty, pretty cool. What happens next will shock you. <laughs> what happens next will shock you, yes. <laughs> Click below the, why the a cut. tiny child <laughs> fly. Fifteen reasons why a tiny child kicked my ass on Earth. <laughs> why does everybody, like, like they had to do, like, I'm going to try and go for six flips before I hit the ground. Blaine, are you it. suggesting that flips are not inherently cool? I, I, they're, they're not. Everybody loves cool. flips. I mean, that's a pretty bold stance to take. There's going to be a lot of flips coming up. There's always lots of flips. Keep your eyes peeled for these sweet flips, these wet stunts, and Go Gohan uh, uh, shows off uh, what is sort of his MacGuffin power, which is that when he gets mad, he gets strong, and it's like really, 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 really strong. A power level of 1307. Yeah, and Raz straight up says, your power level rises with your emotions. And, like, it, it, it fluctuates with your emotions. Because then he goes back down to one afterwards. He is as mad as Piccolo is strong. That, there you go. That, no, that's a perfect way of putting it. Before we move on, um, he did headbutt Raditz. And we did have a discussion about headbutting before. And once again, this maneuver is being used. This show loves headbutts. It does. Surprised no one breaks their nose that often. With their skull. <laughs> I guess no one wants to draw that. He cracks the armor with his dome. <laughs> now, we never really get any kind of solid proof about how good that armor is, though, because it definitely inflates with them when they become big monkeys. It is a one-size-fits-all armor. <laughs> <laughs> it's just very dense elastic. It's like a ceramic-plated Under Armour, basically. <laughs> oh, his face when he takes that headbutt, too. Oh, yes. The art, the whole art in that sequence with, like, the psychedelic background stuff and the... Incredible. Um, yeah, and Raditz, like, staggering backwards with that face. He's floored by this this attack. He uh, later, shortly after that, acknowledges it as the worst injury he has ever taken. In his life. Not only is he extremely shocked by the fact that... A a tiny child just hurt him. It also hurts like a motherfucker. Yeah. Well, he doesn't fall over, and he takes that and just stumbles, and I mean, he doesn't stumble to his, like, hands or anything. He just, like, takes a step. He's like, oh, my chest! Ooh, but then, but then, 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 we're getting pretty close to the chronological end of this Dragon Ball Z Kai episode, and Raditz does the thing that earns his death in the narrative. He smacks a tiny child in the head. Oh, yikes. He just went from regular villain to villain that's going to die. Yeah, to villain that is absolutely going to die in a moment. They do a lot of cool omens, I thought. Like, I really love the way this scene builds and the music they picked for it. Music is great. Um, yeah. The music is this really cool, like, melancholy kind of thing. And the wind starts picking up and the cloud, the sky gets cloudy. And he's talking about how it's in his best interest to kill Gohan right now instead of waiting until he kills Piccolo and Goku. Yeah, I thought this was a really ni a nice moment. Another one of those even though it is expository, like, um, peek into the Saiyan mindset, mm -hmm. where it is very much like, oh, I'm going to take this guy out before he becomes a rival, and might makes right. Yeah, and we get a really good evil aftermath. Oh, hell yes. And then, I'm not sure, what happens next? After this, Go Goku, who is, like, charged up now, because his son's about to get killed, yeah. pounces up and puts Raditz in a full Nelson. Right. Get out of it. You can't, that's the ultimate move. Yeah. And, well, you know, it's a combination of the, the perfect grab of the full Nelson, along with Raditz's horrible injury from getting headbutted in the, in the chest by a four-year-old with a power level of 1,307. Uh, he's completely immobilized, and Piccolo gets one more good shot, but, <laughs> ooh, as Raditz points out, 
if Piccolo uses the Makankasapo right now, it will definitely kill Goku also. And of course, Piccolo immediately begins sobbing these tears because his good friend oh, Goku, this? he does not hold want on, to hurt. Uh, oh, hold on. So, so I'm, let me hand you this bulletin. Oh, sorry. No, Piccolo's 100% cool with killing Goku. He does not give a shit. He's basically like, I can't. This is the only way this day could have gotten better. <laughs> what is it? My birthday? Yeah. No, he's excited about he, it. It's his best day ever. His best Goku's worth. And uh, then it's a, it's a really incredible moment. I love this shot where um, the beam goes through and it hits Raditz and it, it blasts through him and Goku. And, and the beam doesn't go all the way through him at once. It stops mm-hmm. and then it goes through them. And, and you see brutal. Goku's face, by the way. Oh, yeah, yeah. You see Goku's face when it hits him and he's like, oh, I don't actually like this plan anymore. <laughs> Great shot. It's a classic, classic shot done really, really well again here. All the voice actors doing their uh, absolute best. Uh, oh, some acting, good screams. Acting the hell out of it. And that's it. Like, it's kind of, it's almost anticlimactic once it's over. Like, I say almost because it was fucking cool as shit. But once it's over, it's like the dust just settles and then they both fall. Oh, yeah. It's over. That ends It's it. over. That fight is fucking done. There's no way they're getting up. But they still managed to have very long conversations with people, despite the two huge holes. Let's not forget this is an anime. A lot of chatting, like, post, like, <laughs> like as they're bleeding out. Not even Shakespeare characters talk as long on the deathbed as, as anime characters. I mean, that's just a fact. Here's the thing. That blast, the holes in their bodies are holes where part of your lungs and most of your diaphragm would be. Well, actually, same physiology. I don't, I, I don't know. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> that hole was like, what, the size of like a baseball, a melon? It was a melon, I'd say. Melon? I'd say yeah. volleyball. Volleyball. I'd say it puts a volleyball-sized chunk out of your hole, yeah. You're not going to walk it off. No. <laughs> Couldn't you seize up into shock from something like that? Oh, yeah, you would absolutely go into shock, but the issue is here that you wouldn't be able to expel words out of your lungs. <laughs> oh, yeah, you guys, yeah, that makes sense. Do you guys know that's how Houdini died? There's <laughs> <laughs> less joy in it that time. <laughs> it's become so rude at this point. No. Um, fart boner, Houdini died. <laughs> no. It's yeah, only episode three, Max. Um, but we learned some cool shit while uh, Raditz is dying. We learned some cool shit. Uh, first of all, if you didn't know about the Dragon Balls, uh, the things that the show is named after, you now know about them. Yeah, as Piccolo uh, and, gloats over the dying Raditz's body. And why does he He's do like, fuck it? you. I mean, like, he really doesn't need to. Well, guys, maybe, is Piccolo dumb? <laughs> Holy shit, is Piccolo dumb? Yeah. I don't know if Piccolo is necessarily dumb. To be fair, he couldn't have known that the Scouter was also a transmitter. But, but also, there was no reason to fucking talk about it. Maybe he just wanted to gloat, like, hey, um, guess what? That guy that you thought also died, mm, he's coming back. Like, you, you completely failed. I think that's what he was trying to do. I got a one man over here in my pocket. We're yeah, just gonna I, toss I got it a one up. It's, it's all over the world, and I have to go on a big quest to get it. Is but... it instant transmission, too? Or do you think it's like it gets sent, and then uh, Vegeta and Nappa end up hearing it a little bit later? And also... How how does he tell it to do that? Like, do, do they listen to his conversations from start to finish, or did he like randomly reach That's up what, and hit a button? I had that same question. It's basically, a baby monitor. It's just, kind of, <laughs> just Vegeta and Nappa have just been watching Raditz pay per view for the last 
<laughs> well, this Sunday, 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 watch that third friend you don't like get the shit beat out of him by two Earthlings. Piccolo reveals, uh, Piccolo spills the beans on the Dragon Balls, and then Raditz gets a parting shot as well, uh, revealing the, the nature of the Scouter, and that, hey, guess what? My two buddies are coming in a year. Yeah, and I'd like to, I'd like to comment on this moment real quick, because I thought it was wonderful that even as Raditz is dying, he is still spouting exposition. <laughs> that is dedication. He dies how he lives. This guy knows his job. A master of his craft. And I, can I just job. say, it's a really, really good thing that this alien species uses our calendar. How convenient. Oh, yeah. And our language. In one Gregorian year. <laughs> oh, I had a small note from a little earlier I was just thinking about. Did anyone else find the blood on his mouth when he... I think it's right after he gets hit. Just kind of jarring. I mean, it's a little bit. I didn't notice. There is a little bit of censorship, because, you know, because Max and I went and checked out the uh, original episodes, uh, just skimmed through them, and there's a lot more blood. I mean, realistically speaking, he has a big, fat hole in him. I'm not sure how much of your blood would stay in you with that kind of hole. Mm -hmm. And I'm glad they didn't do this. Um, which is like showing the hole in his chest, but it was a little weird that in certain shots you can see it and it just looks like a big red bruise. <laughs> <laughs> I want to, I had a question that I wanted to ask you guys. Yeah. Uh-huh. After, so we see our first shots of the, of who, the people who are going to end up being this arc's main villains, Nappa and Vegeta. Very first appearance. Um, very first appearance. And you get to see the tiniest remnant of the filler that was cut out involving these two. Um, they're eating the corpses of these bug people. Well, actually, watching, if you're the, watching the original, that, uh, that episode came later. That episode was yeah, the the bug planet. Yeah, that the bug planet was. They stopped on their way to on their way to Earth. They just oh, took oh. a break. That was a pit stop. Which uh, which le leads me to wonder, um, what the fuck are they eating? I think they're eating what they're sitting on because they're sitting on corpses. <laughs> they're just, they're just, 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 just pulled a chunk off this, uh, this guy I killed. This guy's on fire, so he'll probably taste better. Let me just pull up an alien, pop a squat. That is actually terrifying. Yeah, guys, sands are pretty fucking scary, is the thing. Yeah. That is so villainous. You got fire, you got people that we're, are dead. We're getting off the reservation. The question that I wanted to ask you guys, what do you think the group dynamic was like with these three? Because we never oh. see... Nappa, Vegeta, and Raditz all three together. We only see Raditz and then Nappa and Vegeta. I don't think... Do you think Raditz got shit on all the time? Oh, oh yeah. Nappa suggests resurrecting Raditz with the Dragon Balls, uh, and Vegeta is immediately like, like huh, fuck Raditz. I guys, here's how it shakes out. Yeah. I, you guys are all familiar with the, the, te the Travel Channel television program Ghost Adventures, correct? <laughs> of course. Yeah. Of course. Okay. I'm, I'm Vegeta is Zach Bagans, oh, no. obviously. Oh, no. Uh, Nappa, uh, despite the resemblance to Aaron, Nappa is Nick, and Raditz is Aaron. <laughs> so I just want to let all our listeners know, uh, so many of you, that Ghost Adventures is also a show that you need to watch in tandem with this one. Oh, if, if you haven't oh, been watching God. Ghost Adventures, side by side with every episode of Dragon Ball Z Kai, then I need to let you know you have messed up and you need to go back. If you haven't been watching Ghost Adventures uh, for your whole life, what the fuck are you doing? Get out there! 
Okay, but let's refocus. Let's refocus. I think definitely Raditz uh, was the guy who they played a lot of fucking jokes on and Vegeta just ripped on constantly. But maybe Vegeta meant it a little bit more than Nappa, who was kind of like, oh, he's really my friend. I mean, (laughs) we're just hazing you. He's always like this. Raditz, you want to go on a snipe hunt? So this scene with Vegeta and Nappa uh, is one of our first major, uh, major cuts uh, from the original series. And there was some interesting stuff in that. Uh, and it's oh, obviously it's a filler conversation, but uh, it does shed some light. They, they have a conversation about Saiyan hybrids. They talk about Goku a little bit. And in fact, the very first mention of, the, of Super Saiyans in the original series was by Nappa in the midst of that conversation. It's interesting that a filler scene would have so much, I, don't, I guess, exposition in it. Some interesting stuff, not not technically canon, but interesting. How many episodes are there of Guy? Why do you ask, Blaine? Well, okay, well, I think, I, well, I may have zoned out for a moment and was looking at something, <laughs> and if you look at, I, I'm not sure, I'm, I'm making, because I, I didn't want to say anything without, to be, you look at a giant dummy, but it's saying that there's 167 episodes. Uh, Ghost Adventures episodes, there are 160, so you could, in fact, watch almost <gasps> one-to-one ratio, if I am got my information right. Guys, we gotta branch out. <laughs> we have to do a bonus episode every episode. Expand our brand. Expand there, the brand. Who knows what kind of, you know, <laughs> common themes we could find in these two pieces of art. Hello everyone and welcome to Zenkai Boost. It's a show where we watch and review both Dragon Ball Z Kai and Ghost Adventures. <laughs> I'm sorry, I think you meant Zenkai Boost. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> wow. Clearly it is, it's fate. We're brand geniuses. So when we come back to Earth after meeting with Nappa and Vegeta, the, the, the two who will become our villains, mm-hmm. um, we see that uh, Chichi Roshi, uh, Pigman, no, I'm sorry, Bulma, Roshi, and Pigman have found, uh, and oh, Krillin, almost uh, forgot. whatever, have found the battlefield, and they have noticed that Piccolo is the one who's up. Dude, I'm so glad you also referred to him as Pig Guy. Pigman. Does he have a name? You know, pig boy. Uh, Oolong. Oh, thanks, Kevin. I didn't even need to ask. <laughs> oh, Oolong, oh, who also uses the Makanakamanakana attack. The, the Makanakamanakana? I'm not certain. I'm not certain that's true <laughs> <laughs> Blaine, uh, illustrate for me what you mean oh no just i i can't pronounce either oh oolong oh, okay. oolong like oolong like ooh oolong. that is long before. like the t oolong oolong in fact that's the joke it unfortunately is. Oh. i was just gonna ask so interesting trivia for real quick a lot of there are a lot of names in dragon ball and dragon ball z that are are puns all of the Saiyan names, vegetables, Kakarot, Raditz, Vegeta. Vegeta's pretty fucking Napa. easy. Wait, I'm I'm bad. What's the what's the Vegeta one? That oh, just vegetable. Even the non-canon characters get in on it. Uh, uh Broly, Bardock. broccoli. Oh, Bardock is uh, named after Burdock, which is a kind of radish. Oh, this is more of an educational. That explains why there are so many people on FarmersOnly.com with uh, Dragon Ball Z avatars. (laughs) I want to find that person right now. (laughs) A farmer who's really into Dragon Ball. I care about two things, the efficiency of my combine and Goku's power level. 
Sorry, I'm just trying so to find out if really... I need to pay for an account on FarmersOnly.com. <laughs> <laughs> this is the hard-hitting shit. Sorry, no, go ahead, go ahead. Garbage. I don't want to interrupt um, what we're doing here. So there's there's a moment in this that is so perfectly timed that it reads like it's intentional, like like it's an intentional joke. And it's as they're flying, as they land and they they go to Goku's side. I forget who it is, but somebody looks at Goku and they ask something to the effect of, "Is he going to be all right?" And then the camera shows Goku smash cut to <laughs> smash cut to the deadest face I've ever seen in my life. He has like one eye half closed <laughs> and like his eyes are grayed out. He's got this goofy smile on his face. So he has a line here as he's dying uh, to, to Krillin. Oh, yeah, he wakes up. He's not dead. I thought he was dead as fuck. But then he wakes up and says a couple more things about his child. He that talks dies. to Krillin, uh, and he, he mentions that dying uh, really isn't very fun, which, I mean, obviously. Um, uh, <laughs> but it's, it's actually a kind of a vague uh, callback. He is, uh, he's identifying with Krillin because Krillin died uh, back in Dragon Ball. He was killed by King Piccolo's minion, Symbol, uh, at the end of the second uh, world tournament. Oh, that's a neat fact. So Krillin has been dead. We'll find out soon enough that that means that he cannot be wished back again with Dem Dragon Balls. Yeah, I'm really excited to learn more about the Dragon Ball rules because I have, I get very particular about wishes in media. Uh, This is one of my, like, pet peeves is I don't think people use them well enough based on their rule sets. So this is, I really want to, you know, get into their ball strats. So guys, I need to I need to ask you a question, and I, I need you to you know just is it possible that every moment in the entire series from this point on is just Goku oh, um, hallucinating in his final moments, uh, a la the movie Jacob's Ladder? Goku's ladder, yes. Well, Goku's ladder. Why'd you do that? I, I... Snake ladder. That explains why he can fly after he comes oh, back. Man. I need, like, a cigarette yeah, and a drink really now. Resolve a lot of unanswered questions about the series. I just think it's it's really, you know, it's th- something worth considering as we embark so, on the so, rest of this hundred or so odd episodes. So, so does, in the rest of this, then, does that mean that, like, in real life, Vegeta and Nappa just came to Earth and killed everyone? <laughs> oh my god, I didn't and think about that. And it's basically no big deal to them. They just rolled up and squashed all these bugs, and then they sold the planet. That's a dark oh, ending. Yikes. That's the dark ending. That's the alternate timeline where, where Link like... doesn't defeat Ganon at the oh, end of Ocarina yeah. of Time? Yeah! Man, that was a hell of an episode of Dragon Ball Z Kai, you it guys. It really was. And it was a good it ends one. Ends on Goku's death. Yeah, the protagonist dies in episode three. Welcome to Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> you die. And that's been Dragon Ball Z Kai, guys. What, thanks for joining us. It was a hell of a ride. Good show, guys. Uh, it was a great show. Um... But I'm so sad that Dragon Ball Z Kai only ends after three episodes. Hold on. I, I'm rooting for Goku. I don't think he's out of the fight yet. Let's go ahead and put our DVDs in or go to our streaming websites and let's go ahead and see what happens next. They actually show us a little bit. They do show us a little preview. So the veil oh, has unraveled. been lifted from my goof. Been yes, uh, I apologize. I took the Scooby uh, get... mask off of your goof. We learned that in the upcoming episode, we will see um, Gohan and Piccolo getting to know one another a little bit better. Yes, which he's referred to as my green uncle. Right after it shows a shot of Piccolo throwing Gohan into a rock. 
Wait, Which, where are you guys getting my green uncle? I didn't hear that part. You did that was a that was a subtitle actually. Oh, <laughs> it was a subtitle. Okay, because say my green uncle. Because in the English dub, he says, "Daddy, the mean green man is scaring me." That's that might be better. Wait, what does it say? My green I uncle think is my what? My green uncle is scaring me as he's <laughs> as he's throwing Gohan at a rock. <laughs> my green uncle. Hey, you guys ready for some child abuse? Oh boy. We already had quite a bit this episode. Oh. We really did. Gohan got fucking smacked. It's a I mean, Why okay, did so, he run? so here's a question. Raditz smacked him when his power level was 1, right? Yes. It's not like health if that's where you're going. How did that not kill him? Well, I don't know if, if power level accounts for both, like, armor and offense, you know what I'm saying, in an RPG sort of sense. I have a theory about about strength of, like, super strength-based fiction characters. Let's Would you guys it. like to hear it? Yeah. So, uh, this theory came to me while I was watching the Deadpool film, which was released in the year of our Lord 2016. And in that film, uh, Colossus is a character who's, who is very strong. Uh, but when people punch him, it hurts. Like, get Deadpool breaks his hand punching Colossus, which is... Um, accurate, because he's made of metal. Later on in the film, there's another character who is very, very strong. She punches Colossus and does not break her hand, despite the fact that she is a human made of flesh and bone, the way humans do. So here's my theory on super strong characters in media. It's not actually that their muscles in their bodies are physically capable of exerting greater force. It's that they have the ability or the somehow just the innate feature of having more inertia than other things. Ah, interesting. Yeah. So, so they just have crazy weird amounts of inertia that the universe doesn't know how to cope with. That kind of makes sense. It's basically the idea. If you look at it more in a meta sense, it's plot. Like a plot armor plot inertia. Some sort. So, um, uh, before we wrap up this episode of Zenkai Boost, I wanted to introduce a new feature to the show that we thought about bringing in, uh, that we had a little bit of a discussion about. We're going to be trying to figure out what the best moment in Dragon Ball Z Kai is. The, the coolest, most awesome, like, line or, or instantaneous event. Uh, and we're going to do that by each of us is going to pick one moment or line of dialogue or whatever from the episode that we watch present them here at the end and hash out which one is actually the best. Uh, once we got it figured out, we will compare it to the one that we come up with for the next episode and so on and so on and so on until we find one that no other moment can beat and is the coolest moment in the series. I'm pretty excited for this. Let's do it. I'm pretty excited. So I'll go ahead and start off. My, my number one moment is a little bit of a throwaway. It's a little bit of a joke, uh, but it's Goku's very, very, very dead face. <laughs> <laughs> and that reveal when 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 Bulma says is he all right and it's as if the show itself is saying no no he is not I can't wait for a hundred episodes from now and that's still there that's <laughs> <laughs> still gonna be our number one Blaine what was yours uh, for me it was more so a quote it's uh, Goku talking to Piccolo after Piccolo mentions that he's got his special attack and that he was saving it to potentially kill Goku and then Goku's like now you may end up having to use it to save me. I appreciate the irony of the fact that he actually mm -hmm. does use it to kill Goku. And save him. That's a good point, yeah. How about you, well, Kevin? Uh, I would have to say mine is this: the whole sequence of from Goku's first Kamehameha, uh, Raditz trying to run away from it, realizing he's pinned between that and Piccolo charging up and realizing all of a sudden that they can raise their battle power at will. 
I just thought that was a, a pretty cool series of events. Uh, uh, some some great voice acting, a really cool section of the battle. So here's what my moment is, and I described it earlier in the episode, but it is that moment when the beam goes through both Raditz and Goku. And yes, in one part it is because it is an excellent, fun little piece of animation where that, that beam goes through, hesitates, and then pierces through the both of them. But also because I feel like this is a bit of a cultural uh, landmark in terms of DBZ. It's something you see referenced a lot, which is, you know, like taking the hit and going down with someone else, like the suicide attack. And I think it's kind of a big deal that sets a tone for a lot of the series. Uh, When I was a kid, speaking of how culturally recognizable it is, uh, when I was younger, uh, not necessarily like much younger, just a couple of years ago, (laughs) I made a video edit. Uh, that I put on YouTube, and you can't find it anymore. I'm sorry, I deleted it. Oh, well, actually, I was asked to take it down by no more than two legal entities. Wow. Uh, the title of the video was Raditz's Death DBZ Kai Audio, uh, and it shows the beam going through, and as soon as the beam stops, I played that one song, the... Mm, what you say? <laughs> <laughs> so it's like the lowest here. hanging fruit possible. <laughs> I was asked both by uh, by the Funimation Studios and the person who wrote that song, whose name I'm forgetting, to take the video down. So I did. I think it's, I believe it's Mister. Mm, what you say? What is that? Is that a uh, is that Icelandic? I believe so. What you say? So what's the best moment of this episode? Yeah, guys? now we need to what's hash this out one? because uh, how do we vote? Or? I'm rooting for mine pretty hard. I mean, mine's mine's kind of a throwaway. It's kind of a joke. But at the same time, if I was going to vote for another one, it would be yours. Yeah. <laughs> I got to give it to uh, to Max uh, now, because uh, uh, that, honestly, that is a, uh, that's a classic there two, moment. There are two Maxes. Yes. There are two Maxes here. Yeah. That's the loophole. edge of my seat. I also want to give it to Max. Which Max? So oh, both sorry, Maxes Max. now oh, have a three. Oh, no. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Max Kostrak, the, uh, the, 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 the beam. The beam piercing. I wish we could we could just move on a moment that was, and I know this is beam, beam piercing, purpose, but a piercing two people. Uh, so I think we can just refer to that from here on out as the double <laughs> penetration because they, <laughs> oh, <laughs> that's a term that is both I'm, accurate and also could never be mistaken for anything I'm else. Dying. <laughs> At least you're not getting penetrated. <laughs> I also think that's the best moment. So I think that's that one sweeps it pretty good. All right. Well, we're moving on to round two. So next next episode of Zenkai Boost, we will compare and contrast our favorite moments from Dragon Ball Z Kai episode four, and then when we pick one, we will see, we will see whether it stands up to this one we just picked. I'm looking forward. To awesome. It. I'm looking forward to it. Are you guys excited for this next episode? Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm so excited. I am because one of the first things I remember about watching Dragon Ball Z is the upcoming segment of uh, Gohan and Piccolo and their dynamic. <laughs> <laughs> see, I I have like the memories of bits and pieces of different episodes. So I'm going to get the satisfaction of seeing this, like just, just so I know what I'm looking forward to. Uh, is it canon? The episode where like the T-Rex, there's like, there's like a long neck dinosaur that's like injured and Gohan pulls like essentially a giant length of wood from it, puts a herb on him. And then that dinosaur gets killed. That definitely, definitely, definitely sounds non-canon. Sounds like unless filler. sounds like filler. Unless that's Captain Ginyu and he's goofing around. I heard so much Uh-oh. disdain in that filler comment. Although one thing we have seen, uh, Kevin and I watching both the original and DBZ Kai, is that there is a lot less Gohan so far. 
that is a lot of the filler that another has been thing cut. we got cut um in the last episode was some just gohan in the pod shenanigans uh where he he heard goku arrive and kept trying various stupid child ways to get out of the sealed alien space pod you know i think that they did a really good way of kind of bringing that like, element into it by the fact that when you watch Goku, when he gets hit in the air and he falls down, it's shot from the scene where you're watching it in the direction, like from the pod's direction, looking at Goku. Oh, you ever think about that? I didn't even notice yeah, that. Yeah, it kind of does the exact neat. same thing, wow. but it's in one scene and it's not obnoxious. Well, I mean, all this stuff was pretty traumatizing. Imagine being Gohan. Like, you got kidnapped by a very big scary man who's talking about killing you. And he's talking about killing your dad, and he's talking about your dad killing a bunch of people, and then your dad comes to save you, and he gets the shit beat out of your him. Your dad big dies. Scary man. No, his dad your dies. Dad gets killed by the big scary green man who your dad used to tell and you about. And he wasn't even was a good evil. dad. No, he's not. <laughs> <laughs> My shitty dad died. It's okay, because Piccolo turns out, uh, uh, this is the next episode, this next episode's where Piccolo realizes that being a father is not what he thought he wanted, but it's what he knew in his heart. It's one of the most he heartwarming really sitcom him. moments I can remember. <laughs> how, how, we should keep a, a counter going of how many times we, rep, we, we reference Dragon Ball Z, the anime sitcom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, well, last time we talked about friends having the anime opening, and I think it's good to reverse that sometimes and make sure that we have, a, you know, equal opportunity. I, I do think we should consider DBZ as a sitcom and sitcoms as Dragon Ball Z. Oh, I totally lost track, and I thought you want to see Friends the anime. I do. <laughs> we've, we've covered that I ground. I want to see we, every we combination see of Friends, Friends the anime. <laughs> as a slice of life, as, as, a, as a Dragon Ball Z, like, shown in action type. I would love to see, like, a, 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 you know, a really, like, heady sort of philosophical anime. If this was Friends the Anime, this episode's title would be The One Where Goku Dies. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. 100%. Dead. We've been doing this thing for literally an hour, so I think that's about it. Yeah, we should wanna... probably wrap up. We should wrap up because uh, I know we y'all got some video games to get on. Yeah, and, much like um, Goku, it's time to move on. It's time to move on. Pretty great episode. Pretty great episode. Thanks for joining us for this lovely episode of Zenkai Boost, the one where Goku dies. My name is Max Newland. My name is Blaine Corliss. I'm Kevin Hillerick. And I'm Max Kostrak. And remember, power levels don't matter. Power levels don't matter.